Hey, welcome to The Dev. I'm your host, Carl Thomas. Reminder, we have our AGM March 27th at St. Raymond Center on 5600 Upper Lachine Road um, for 1.30. Come and learn about Prevention Codenege and DG and meet our incredible team. So this is my interview with Eric Pedersen. He shares um, his story about his basketball journey, the ups, the downs, and how he ended up playing professional basketball in Peru. This is a heartfelt story about following your dream, about falling at the bottom of the pit, and being able to rise back up. To all the ballers out there, um, I hope you tune in. I hope you take a listen. All right? Start the pod. Hi, my name is Lynn Worrell. I'm the founder of a community organization called Word, writing our rhymes down, and I am a youth worker at the Calful Jeunesse Emploi of NDG. Hi, my name is Carl Thomas. I'm a community worker for Prevention Codenege NDG, and welcome to The Dep. The Dep, a podcast about community service work in your neighborhood. All right, Eric, welcome to The Dep. Hey, man. <laughs> good yourself <laughs> not bad all right uh you want to introduce yourself real quick yeah sure uh you know my name is eric Pedersen. i'm uh yeah i'm just a regular guy that plays basketball from montreal uh immigrant family you know we're the first family to of our uh family to come to montreal so um yeah i went to face high school that's where i met uh carl that's where i met uh a lot of the people that um that still I hang out with. with yeah that i hang out with still nice <clears throat> so i think your your journey is very interesting i wanted you to share with uh with the listeners today so we like i know you as a ball player um people seeing your picture um let's say when when this podcast will go up will know you also as the the a ball player um you you played at dawson triple a right yeah, I played at Dawson. Yeah, so um, you played college level, am I correct? Yeah, I played at uh, CJEP at Dawson. Okay, yeah. so a lot of people will recognize you from that, but let's just bring it back, and you, you also went to Peru, you played. Yeah. But let's, let's go back of how everything started. So I remember that the story that I used to hear from you, well, from others actually about you, was was uh the clumsy big guy that just came in <laughs> yeah. and that didn't really know about basketball but yet you ended up being like the top player in our group in our circle like you you were like the best player in our circle so tell me high school you walk in you see a ball what's happening oh man uh yeah i guess basketball uh, and me is kind of a funny coincidence almost that uh i became a basketball player because i never even watched basketball or played <laughs> basketball in my entire life before uh the age of 14 okay you know i didn't even know the rules like not even like you know three in the key like dribbling like not none of the rules at all and then i think i i tried out for the team and i made the team but of okay. course there's like you know only 10 guys would try so, out. So. so it wasn't hard to make yeah, the it team. it wasn't hard to time. make the team. And uh, I was the tallest guy. <laughs> or like, you know, maybe the biggest guy. And uh, they put me at center. Yeah. Jacques uh, Archambault, who's a great coach. A really strong. Uh, yeah, I remember Jacques. Sh- strong figure in the basketball sure. community in Montreal. He, uh, yeah, he, he taught us. And, you know, honestly, I thank 
have him to thank for like my style of play, mm-hmm. which has always been um, kind of like a, you know, down, like, you know, get down in the trenches, like, you know, do the dirty work type mm-hmm. of player, like, you know, play defense, swing the ball. Like I'm a, you know, I'm obsessed with playing basketball the right way and the, the nice. you know, playing it, playing it, uh, you know, a team game. Um, and that comes from Jack for sure. So, uh, yeah, man, it was just, that's where we started. That's where my journey started. And I never thought it would take me, you know, that was what, 14 then I'm 32 now. Okay. And I didn't think in my wildest dreams, you know, that it would take me. So, so you make nice. So you make the high school team. Mm -hmm. And so now let's say, uh, I don't know, like your first game, how are you feeling? Like what's, what's the vibe? Um, are you any good or does it take time? No, I'm not good at all. Uh, I'm, I'm basically like, you know, uh, how do you put it? It's like, you know, in the NBA, you, you sometimes guys come into the league and they're a project. Yeah, for sure. They're just like an athlete. They're Uh, like five years away from being five years away. Exactly. So maybe like, you know, just a raw, like, like guy who's just jumping for the boards like I okay was, i was crazy on the rebounds because that's the easiest thing in basketball it's just like okay you see the ball go for the ball mm-hmm. you don't need any skill for that you just need like desire um so you go after and that was my strength ever since the beginning and up until this day like rebounding and defense uh something i take pride in and um that year that first year that we started playing um you know it was we lost our first game by 40 or 50 points my at lord okay against a school called hebrew academy now, okay mind face was division three which is which is pretty bad you know mm-hmm. what i mean like some kids listening right now will be like division three high school you yeah know, yeah, was, yeah, yeah it was terrible <laughs> but you know what like that because we we lost our first game by 50 points and then we just grew as a team uh we grew as a team, like our jerseys, like had numbers falling off. Like, oh my you know, we, we're like a very like strange kind of team. Cause you know, we're from an art school and like just everyone's kind of different. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like very mixed team, which I love. And, uh, the, uh, yeah, man, we ended up playing out the entire season and we actually made it to the finals. Okay. Uh, so your season actually for, for your first year playing ball, your season really went well. It went amazing. Yeah, we won the championship, the first ever championship that our school ever won. Uh, I still remember the last game in the finals. We were at my Manid. And, um, yeah, let's go through that. What's happening? Oh, man, it was an amazing game. I had, I had a really good game. Uh, we played well, and then I fouled out. That was one problem I had. I was always fouling. Cause, you know, <laughs> While we, you were going for the block shots? Exactly. Okay. I wasn't like, a, you know, you don't know the game. You don't know the rules. Mm-hmm. You're just a wild. I was wild, so I was always fouling. I fouled out in the fourth quarter. Um, no, I fouled out in overtime, okay? Oh, my God, that's we're the worst. Playing in the finals at their court. Foul out in overtime, and... Uh, then this other guy, our friend, our friend Mikhail, comes on the court. And this is a guy who never, ever plays. Okay. okay. Get okay. This. He never, ever plays. We're down three. No. Yeah, we're down three or two or something. And he grabs the ball on a fast break. And everyone's screaming like, don't, don't shoot it. And you know, he, <laughs> right? Oh, my and God. He, he pulled up from three on the fast break by himself. And he swished it. 
two questions. So how did you get good and when, like at what age that you were like, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I have it now. Like I know my skill set. Well, uh, man, see getting good at something and there's getting good and there's being good. And then there's being smart. I think a lot of the time, uh, people will talk about athletes and maybe, uh, brush aside the mental aspect of the game mm-hmm. and being good at a game. People think it's, yeah, you got to train and you, and you do have to be physically strong and, and a good athlete, but, um, it's very mental. And, uh, I feel like from early on, like I just knew, I just knew how to, how to play and how, okay. Like, you know, you just think about the game differently. And I was able to, uh, I just I was just able to play and improve at, at a quicker rate than everyone else. And uh, but was it like extra hours that you put in? Did you have a certain coach? Was it because you you were sleeping, waking up, and no, thinking it's just, basketball? It's just that's it. I was passionate about it, and that's okay. The, the passion that's about everything in life. Like if you're passionate about something, you'll and and you and you enjoy it, you will get better at it just naturally. I never thought in my head like I. No, I probably did. I need to get better. Mm-hmm. But I just played. You know what I mean? I just played with every time I could. I, I brought a ball everywhere I could. Okay. Did little workouts in my basement. So you, you were that kid, let's say, walking down the streets that always had a ball and, like, dribbling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, basketball, uh, it came to me out of nowhere. And I was actually on a, on a different, like, path, you know, like, before basketball. like. Mm-hmm. I was actually smoking cigarettes. I was drinking, uh, you know, alcohol. At, and this is at 14 years old. Oh, my God. Okay. At uh, recess, you know, I was uh, smoking marijuana. You were the cool kid. Not, not, no, I was trying to be the cool kid. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah, you have friends and stuff like that. But, no, you just try to fit in. Yeah. Especially, like, coming, like, we moved around a lot as a kid. So, settling in Montreal, like, you never really build, like, you know, your, your childhood friends. So you just want to fit in. And yeah, I was like, I was doing the wrong things. And let's and not lie. Like high school is a jungle. Yeah. Like, especially when you're new. So, okay. yeah, exactly. But, and it's funny basketball, like, cause obviously the two weren't compatible, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like yeah. smoking yeah. and playing basketball. Um, I still struggle with that, you know, to this day, but, uh, it's easier now, obviously. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, uh, I had to I had to choose between one path or the other and, and I'm really happy I chose the basketball path, although I did you know, you you'll probably hear throughout my story that I did mess it up. I played my I, I made double A the first year, I failed out of school. Yeah. Uh I played street ball all summer. And what happened? Like for, for the school aspect, was it because like you were not focused? You were Yeah, I was I, I didn't care about school at all. You okay. I mean like um at all. I, I, you know, uh, my parents had split up like a few years before Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, you had other things in mind. Yeah, exactly. Like they, I I felt like they weren't as present. So like I, I I was able to chill a lot more, you know, they weren't like on me as much. So I was really able to chill and like, you know, I was still like, you know, smoking marijuana and that's it. I just wanted to smoke weed, party and play basketball. Yeah, and that was my that was that was all I wanted. In life. <laughs> That's what I, that was all I needed. Yeah, and uh, you know, in retrospect, 
people say like, oh, you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. Like had I, you know, for sure. Like school is so easy. Like the minimum effort I would have like done a lot better in basketball. That was the thing. Mm-hmm. I like my own laziness in school, like messed with my basketball career and messed with my potential. And so let's talk about that. Yeah. No, I really, th- I, I, I threw, I threw away a lot of time and a lot of potential. Um, so I, fl- I flunked out that time, that hat. So I played half a season my first year. The next year, the next year, I had played street ball all summer mm-hmm. and my game had expanded quite a lot. Like, because street ball, you, you do things you don't normally yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. So I was like, and you tried things, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I was dribbling, I, I was doing a lot more, my shot was getting better. Um, but I was still the same player, just like a hard nose, like go after the ball type, type of guy. Um, and I managed to walk on the second year with uh to triple a onto a team with you know wait did you say that you walked on yeah. to triple a yeah with, to triple a with uh, another guy actually. okay that's <laughs> okay, give that's credit very, give credit to impressive. my to the guy i walked on with was adrian heinz gary mm-hmm. who adrian he, he went to uh um he went to yeah he went, got a scholarship d1 scholarship yeah uh, yeah after that so he was a walk-on as well i walked on with him and we we were the two, like, you know, no, we didn't talk much as rookies, uh, but we really made a difference. And that was a veteran team with guys like Chris Warner, uh, Luke Hearn, um, you know, Des, Des Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big names. Guys, Seb Gotti was on the team as well, but he was also a young guy like us. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a veteran team. And I ended up starting uh, my first year by the playoffs. I ended up Holy. starting. And I played against... Uh, because of that grit and grind that's it. hustle mentality Wayne, that you had. Big shout out to my, my, my former coach, Wayne Yearwood, who also like instrumental in, in shaping me as a player. Uh, he was so tough, <clears throat> so tough um, <clears throat> that, uh, yeah, it really made me stronger as a player. I made nice. Me, and that year, at the end of the year, like my first year as Triple A. I was starting in the playoffs, and we ended up losing in the provincials to uh, Champlain, mm-hmm. who had uh, they had a mega team with Maurice Joseph, uh, Will Archambault, yeah, holy, um, those Max two names Paulus, already, Max Paulus, uh, and some other guys, but those guys were the main dudes. And, and I remember M- Maurice Joseph hit uh, like there was a the last was play so of the provincial semifinals. I remember. Yeah, he uh, he. Like they were, Champlain was attacking, and then they they missed a shot. And Maurice Joseph got the rebound, and I was guarding him, and he hit like it was a broken play, but he hit a floater in my face to win win the provincials. And I was like, damn! And that was my shit. And that was the next level. Also, I was like, so like you know, that must have hit hard. Yeah. So like each level in basketball is like I was winning everything, and like winning every single thing we went into every summer tournament we would go, we would win. Mm-hmm. Like everything, we were just winning every single uh, tournament. So losing was something like you know different, and uh, but that feeling of being in the in front of the big crowds and everything was was amazing. This podcast is brought to you by Prevention Codenege NDG and the Tab Jeunesse NDG. Subscribe now to the Deb Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, and please give us a five star rating. <laughs> um, after winning the Junior Nationals. Um, you're going into your 20s. What's happening now? Yeah. So now, 
you know, I've been at Dawson for four years now. Mm. Um, you did all four years at Dawson? Well, I mean, uh, I'd go back for another year. I, I went for five total years. Okay. I okay. flunked. Yeah, 70% of my classes I flunked because I was constantly on academic probation, like every... Every year? Almost every year. Okay, okay. In, until the last year, and this was going to be my final year at Dawson, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was hoping to play extremely well and get some offers to play in the States, mm-hmm. you know, Division Two, you know, maybe Division I. Uh, already had some offers in, in, in uh, Canada, uh, UCAM with Olga was very interested in me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, this is my last year. I'm just going to kill it. And I was yeah. in the best shape ever. Like I was at my, the peak of my abilities. I had played in a tournament in New York that, that summer. Actually, you know who came with us on that tournament? Uh, Ken Birch. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So I went down with, uh, uh, for a 19 and under tournament. And Ken, uh, for those who don't know, Ken plays in the NBA now. Uh, one of the few uh, current like uh, Montreal basketball players that are there. So he was on the younger team, and we played in the tournament. And then when they got eliminated, the younger team, like he was 14 or something, he played with us on the 19 under. <laughs> and the guy was like six, he's like six nine and lanky. Oh my lord! 14 year yeah. old, and he was dunking at yeah, 14. At 14. Uh. So that summer, um, I had killed in that tournament, like. I had scored the most points ever in my career in a game. Like, I had, like, 40 points in one game. Damn. And I was, like, ready for it. And I remember I went to my dad's house in the summer, that summer. Um, you know, there was still a lot of personal stuff in my life going on. Like, I had moved out of my, my, my family house. I had moved yeah. in with my girlfriend. I had a job. Like, and I was still going to school. And mm-hmm. I was still, like, playing basketball. I was doing a lot of different things. So um, that's that summer, like, all right, to get myself like clean and ready for the season, I went to my dad's for two weeks and uh, I just trained and I shot around there and I chilled and I, and I forgot to register. This is how stupid I was as a kid. I forgot to register uh, at Dawson to finalize my registration. Oh my Lord, Eric, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is bad jokes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what happened, man? And <laughs> oh yo, you won't even believe this. All right. So I finalizing registration is different from registration. So I had registered. I chose my courses. Yeah. I chose everything. I registered. I just didn't finalize it. Mm-hmm. So I actually went to school. I went to practice. Here I am, senior. You know, I'm the senior guy. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm a top of the world. Like I'm at the top of my abilities. Like I'm comfortable at my school. I'm ready for my last year. I'm going to practice. I'm going to class. Okay, two weeks into class, like someone, one of the teachers tells me, he's like, like, I've noticed that you keep coming to class, but I can't find your name. Like, oh, like what's snap. your name on the, on the thing? And I'm like, Eric, Eric Pedersen. Eric, man. And then she's like, she's like, no, nah, no, nah, we don't have, uh, we don't have, uh, you registered no here. Eric. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I went and to you like, were going to practice, you said, too. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Okay. It went all the way to, like, I had to go all the way to the dean to try to make a special, like, ex, uh, ex, exception. exception for mm-hmm. me. Um, because, you know, I was going to class, and I was in the practice. Like, they couldn't make an exception for me. I don't know why or, or what. I, I didn't deserve it anyways, because I was just a lazy, like, you know, they looked at my transcript. They're like, man, you've, like, you failed, like, 
sixty percent or more of your courses. Yeah, but and some time, of them I got this, zeros. Like but this just, time you were like, I want to be here. Yeah, yeah. And and I got zeros in some of these classes. Like, I you needed to take four classes minimum mm-hmm. to stay eligible for basketball. Mm-hmm. So I would choose four classes, and I would only go to two to two of them per year per semester because you you only needed to pass two of them. Yeah. To stay eligible. So I did the bare minimum and I still like messed it up. And so my last last year, I, uh, I wasn't able to go. I was going to register in January. Mm-hmm. So the second semester, yeah. I was like still ready. You know, like I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And at this point, yeah, I got to you know, train and stay in shape. You're 19, you're 20. Uh, and, you know, we're going out now. We're going out to the club. We've been going for out sure. to clubs for a while. So like I'm we, in a we, different we have pocket money. Exactly. We're in a different vibe now. We're not kids. Um, and I go in, I, I go in, I'm supposed to register in January. Um, so that January, I actually, uh, I remember it, I went out and my buddy like calls me the next day. He's like, yo, let's play some ball. And I was like a bit tired and I'm like, I don't really want it, but you know, I'm going to be responsible. I'm, I'm going to play ball uh, soon, like with the team. So I got to uh, get ready. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to play ball there. And, it, and what just was a, that? What was there? Nuns Island. So okay. Gonna, but my buddy drove me there. We go, and that's where I tore my ACL. Shit. So, so that's where my actual, the first part of my journey, yeah. basketball journey, ended. But how in, did in it happen? Moment. You know, I was just playing basketball. And this was like, I had never been in such good shape. I could dunk without... With one step, like just like one step, two hand dunk, yeah, power, everything. I just went on a fast break, and and I took a step, and I felt my knee like pop, fuck, and you know the pain and everything like that, and I didn't know what it was. And my knee swelled up. I went to the hospital the next day, and they said torn ACL, and uh, you know that was the end of basketball for me. So like when I tore my ACL. Uh, you know, I was never into school. I didn't yeah. want to go to university. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I decided I wanted to go back to Peru and get to know the country that I was born in. And um, oh, that's cool. And yeah, so I decided I decided to do that. Um, I traveled down there, so I basically spent the next like four years, four or five years in Peru mm-hmm. in my twenties, just doing all sorts of stupidness. Um, that included like, you know, living in the jungle at one point and what the? opening my own business, uh, selling uh, electronic generators to the mining, uh, gold mining business there. So, you know, I see it. it was a crazy experience. And that's why sometimes when I'm like, man, do I regret like being injured? Do I regret not going to class? Do I regret everything that I did? Um, Maybe, I don't know, but would I have been put on the path that I was uh, back then? No, nah, I couldn't. Yeah, I do regret it, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay, man. If it's I was okay smarter, regrets. If I was smarter, we all, we all do. I, I would have gone to Peru anyways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because after those eight years, because right now I'm playing professional in Peru. Had I, imagine had I not gotten injured and I had gone to Peru yeah. when I was 21 or 22. Damage. I would have turned Damage. the whole league on yeah. fire, you know, back to back to back MVPs. Yeah. Like, and really put my name down in the history of Peruvian basketball, which um, 
I'm still trying to do. But so those eight years, I, I basically spent, uh, you know, wasting my time in in good ways. So like, you know, after eight years, what made you? What was the thing that 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 pushed you to come back to basketball? Oh man, uh, a few things, but mainly uh, there was definitely one moment that uh, triggered it, and that was um, when when my dad passed away. Um, definitely. Mm-hmm. So when I came back from Peru, my long stay there in my twenties, I came back to Canada and uh, I worked in random jobs, and and I was just I was doing some some things on the side, mm-hmm. uh, and just generally in the stereotypical wrong path, you know what yeah. I mean? I was going down the wrong path in life, and I wasn't spending time with my family. My priorities were all messed up. Yeah, you know what I mean. I didn't. Everything in my life was messed up. Like basically, my priorities were messed up, and uh, you know I didn't spend a lot of time with my dad. Um, before he passed away, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we weren't on the greatest of terms and, um, before my dad passed away, I had gotten the best job I, of my entire life. And I'd never been to school and I never like, you know, studied. Oh, you've and been to stuff. school. Yeah. I've been to school, but I mean, like you just need to be smart yeah. and, and you need to be motivated and passionate and be given an opportunity. So I was luckily given an opportunity to work at a, at a company, a startup. And, and I really started doing well there. Um, but you know, when things go well, things get to your head too. Yeah. And things were going a bit too well, I guess. And, uh, the, the bad path that I was on, like started to mix in with my work. And, uh, mm-hmm. I actually got fired from that job. Um, the, the, the dream job that you yeah, said, the dream yeah. job I got fired from for doing something uh, that I shouldn't have done outside of work. Yeah. But like in the work area. Um, and so I got fired from my dream job Mm -hmm. and I was, I was so ashamed. I was, I was embarrassed. Um, especially like, cause I wanted to, I was happy about having a good job basically to please my parents as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, when, I lost it. I felt a lot of shame and I couldn't face my, my parents or my dad mainly. Okay. And, uh, and then two months after I lost my job, my dad passed away very, uh, abruptly, um, shit in like, you know, a random, not a random thing, but you know, a perfect storm of events that led to his death. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, man. So that's pretty much like rock bottom in my life. I, you know, yeah. I was, I was, uh, doing bad things. I was self-destructive. I was, uh, not loving myself and not loving my family, not loving the people around me. You know, I was, I was in a downward spiral and that was rock, that that's rock bottom in my life. You know, like, yeah. so that was it three years ago, you know, 2016, um, 2016, I, uh, I was rock bottom in my life. Like absolutely could never get lower than that. Um, And it kind of sucks, but uh, that's what turned it around for me. You know, feeling the rock bottom. Yeah. And feeling empty and, and realizing all the time I wasted and, and realizing that everything my dad said was actually right. 
Yeah. You know? And that was actually, know. <clears throat> was actually the truth. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, uh, I was really rock bottom and struggling. And I think it was you guys, man. I think it was like batter or, or I think it was you guys, though, because I went to the YMCA. Remember? Oh, yeah. OK. I didn't know what to do. So we're like, so just I, come. I come had given shoot. up like the, the bad life, like cold turkey. Mm-hmm. I had like cut off contact with a lot of people that I, sh- that I, that I was talking with before. And, and I got, you know, I basically cleaned slate and I yeah. retired from my, what I was doing. Um, because that's what had caused all the pain. You know, I hadn't spent time with my dad. I lost my job and all this shit. Yeah. So um, it was you guys. You guys were like, yo, come play ball. I'm like, all right, fine. Like, what's that going to hurt? You know what I mean? Yeah. Basketball. Yeah. To shoot around. Yeah, so I brought my clunky knee brace, <laughs> and I went to the YMCA at, in Westmount, the Westmount Y, um, and I See, played See, that's crazy. Basketball. I didn't know. I didn't know any of that. Like, I didn't know <clears throat> when when you show up that when you showed up that day. I was just happy to see you because it's it's it it's been a while. You know, it mm-hmm. was a while that I didn't get to see you, and and yeah, I did. I didn't know you came with so much baggage and so much pain. That, that was behind it because you, you just put on a smile, you put on your brace, mm-hmm. hopped on the court. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about sports and basketball is like um, you forget about everything. You just work as a team towards a goal and, and uh, it just feels good to put the ball in the hoop. You know, something mm-hmm. simple like that. Yeah. You're a swish. So I went to that gym that day and I remember I puked in the bathroom Keep in mind, I was smoking cig- like at that point, I was you know smoking cigarettes again. Yeah, um, doing all sorts of things and 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 drinking a lot and self destructive behavior. Um, so I threw up in the in the YMCA bathroom, and I remember like missing shots and like I remember some guys like some really shit player mm-hmm. talk shit to me, <laughs> and that was it, man. That's all I needed. <laughs> That's all I needed, man. You're like, do you know who I am or what I did? But that's, that's the thing, though. It doesn't matter who you yeah, are yeah, or what yeah. you've done or anything. Oh, that's how I play it, man. Like, I don't care who's in front of me. I'm like, in it, my it, head, it I It doesn't I matter you. Yeah. because you could have been amazing. Yeah. And I used to walk into, because I used to go to the Westmount Y when I was, you know, in my prime, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, and I would just destroy it. And mm. I would like, you know, dunking on the fast breaks, like crossing people out like it was just like a playground for me Mm -hmm. that that gym so going back there and getting humbled by a player who you know is not a great athlete or or, you know not not to put shade on anybody but that i think i'm better than you know just him talking shit to me i was like oh my god because that's it i'm like i love the competition i love like getting dirty in the paint and like you know boxing out and the guy talking shit and you talk shit back and you pin him on the board yeah I love that. So that moment like really woke a fire in me and just to get better playing, just to have fun and play basketball again. I'm like, wait, I just want to get good enough so I could dominate these fucking YMCA guys. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Keep in mind, it's been eight years since I touched the ball. Yeah. Nine years since I touched the ball. So it restarted for those reasons. And I kept training. I kept training. I kept training. And the goal was just to play in the National Basketball Tournament in Peru. Funny how things turn around. 
how how life can just go from one thing to the next. Mm-hmm. But a few months later, um, I was playing ball and everything. Uh, I I met this guy at the Westmont Y called Julio, uh, who's a Peruvian guy. I saw he was wearing a Peru jersey, mm-hmm. and I approached him, and he was playing ball, and we spoke. And you know, I don't look Peruvian, but I told him, you know, like, oh, I'm from Peru as well, and we started talking, and uh, and yeah, he he told me that he was he wanted to invite me actually to go play in a tournament in Peru, and I was like, oh yeah, I was like, nah, but like I'm out of shape, man. He's like, he's like, yo, you can play, man. You could play. And nice. I was like, really? So I, that kind of sparked, you know, something yeah. in me. And I was like, huh. So I went on YouTube. Fire and is I, lighting up. I started checking the highlights. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, man, these guys, you know, it's decent. It's a decent level of ball, but I could play, especially as a, a Peruvian. So and I messaged, like, the teams that are in uh, Peru, in, yeah. in, the, in the Lima League. Um, and, yeah. I, I, so I got tryouts with them. Are I you just, serious? Yeah. So, like, I just told them, like, look, I'm here. Like, I was supposed to play for this team, but they're not, like, getting back to me. Yeah. Um, can I? Can I try it with you yeah. guys? So the first team uh, to invite me was actually uh, the three-time champions. Fuck. They invited me to practice with them in their facilities. And here I am thinking I'm in shape. I get there, and these guys are running, like, dogs man and i hadn't run like that since since dawson days yeah, since, since college yeah, yeah. oh because like, i was training on my own but i didn't do like you know i wasn't doing yeah, suicides super, yeah yeah <laughs> who does that yeah. so they have me running like a dog i'm out of shape it's like 35 degrees summer and like the air is so Hard thick in, in lima yeah. i can't breathe man like my fingers are getting like swollen a bit Wow. Like, because it's so hot and humid. Yeah. On, the, on, like, the second last day of practice, like, uh, you know, I had told him already, like, I wanted to play four or five, and he's like, you wanted me at the three? Mm-hmm. Uh, on the second last day of practice, before they were going to tell me the decision, uh, they put me at the four or the five. Uh, I had my, I, I started killing people. Because, like, their, their centers were big, like, bigger than me. But not but, strong. But they weren't as good. Like, I'm used to playing with, like, yeah, huge-ass yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, so yeah. these guys were nothing, man. Boom. Like, start killing them playing like that. Um, the inside man. Nice. Exactly. So, uh, with this team, um, I trained with them. And in the end, uh, the coach said that he didn't have enough spots for me, that he'd have to kick off someone who's been there longer. And, like, they didn't think it was worth it. So, basically, he didn't take me. Uh, but it did take that coach like two weeks so i I trained with them for two weeks it took him another two weeks to To get back to me Mm -hmm. and i was pissed because i was like yo i need to know what i'm doing the season starts in like a month yeah you know i came early enough to get in shape and and to train and pick a team um so he said no and i was like oh man like i don't know what to do i I really i was like man this is this is a fail it's a fail yeah i'm not gonna have a team like i came here for nothing um, and I'm in an Airbnb at this point, you know Fuck. what I mean? And working still. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. I'm working during the day, you know, practice doing all this. I message this other team and they actually get back to me. They make a decision pretty quickly. They say they want me and I'm like, sweet. So this team is called, uh, Ejercito, which is the military team. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
last year, the year prior, they were three and uh, eighteen. Mm, so three wins, eighteen record. losses. Yeah. And uh, I start training with them, and it's pretty sick. Like they train on a uh, military base. Okay, so you're living like like an NBA was, player right I now. I was living in, like, really, the, really seventies. I was living clean, mm-hmm. and then I went out really hard once, and I had my best game ever of the season. Oh, like shit. the week, at, like the few days after going yeah. out so hard. And so you're like, like, ah, it doesn't. I was like, me. man, in my head, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm overthinking this. I'm like, uh, you know, because when you overthink something, you're it's it's bad, especially for basketball. Mm-hmm. If you overthink it, you put too much pressure on yourself for the game. Too for much sure. preparation. I was warming up two hours before the game at home with the bands and the balancing, and and I was really just hundred. I would wake up on game day and all I'd think about is the game and I'd yeah. just be like really, really focused and I would play tense a little bit. Uh, so I, I, when I went out and I had my best game ever, I think it was like 22 points, like 15 rebounds, something like that. Um, I was like, damn, all right, maybe I should just start going out, man. Maybe I'm overthinking this and yeah. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm stressing myself out and I just need to relax a bit, just play the game and, and go out and enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I started to do, and then, um, and then I, I tore my meniscus in Damn. my left left knee, my same knee, the same bad knee. I tore my meniscus one, you know, three days after going out super hard and playing in a basketball game. How did um, it happen? I was just driving. I was just driving uh, on and you felt uh, it. towards the basket. I planted. There was a really big dude like leaning on me. You know, my knee just popped in and out, and I knew it was something tore. I just thought I had retore my ACL. Yeah. And I, and I was that just That was like, a fear at the time. I was like, I can't believe it. Shit. I can't believe it. And I knew it. What's next? Um, rehab. And then uh, I actually have an invite. Uh, I had more offers this year because I played so well. People... Yeah, they like, saw you. Yeah. yeah. I was literally... Like, people it, noticed you, me. You got put on the map. And uh, I'm going to go back in August or July to play in the National League tournament. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully I win championship and I bring it back home and, and you know, we can celebrate together. Nice. <laughs> I like that. One of the last message I'd like to leave everyone is just, you know, go when you're not a top guy or a top ranked guy. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many places to play ball and there's so many... Um, there's so much time for you to get better. You know, you're not good at 16 or you're not good at 18. You could still work your ass off. And at 22, you're an amazing basketball player. At 23, 24, 25, you're an amazing basketball player. Good point. And you could try to find a place to play. Um, you know, Peru's not the highest level, but it's, it's still an amazing experience. And um, don't give up. Do, do, do something that makes you happy and passionate. And, I like uh, that. That's it, guys. All right. Thanks, Brody. Take it easy. I'm hitting up the depth for a six-pack mosquito net.